ladies and gentlemen, our audience tonight is composed mostly of musicians. And Claire Sarah, that's your expertise. Spelled wrong? Naturally. And since you specialize in marching band, I thought we could probe your area. Pardon me? Of expertise. You're listening to Expertise, spelled wrong, the podcast where the world's most expert experts discuss their areas of expertise expertly. Expert comedy writer Claire Sarah and expert comedy writer Dan O'Sullivan bring their expertise to other unrelated expertises. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Dan O'Sullivan. Welcome to the Expertise Knowledge Podcast, where all knowledge is based on fact and all our facts are true. My special guest today is Claire Sarah, who is an expert in marching band. Claire, thanks for phoning in today. <laughs> I never phoned it in, Dano. When you are in a marching band, you've got to be there heart, soul, and most of all, lips. When I said phoning it in, I meant Sousa phoning it in. That is a <laughs> big horn you've got wrapped around your shoulders, Claire. I don't mean to horn in on your podcast, but we are so thrilled to have this platform today. Marching bands are always in danger of being a thing of the past. You know, people oh. think of marching bands as, you know, old-fashioned, something yes. out of the music man or... Um, well, it is true that marching bands have been around as long as there have been bands and yeah. marching. Which yes. came first, Claire, the marching or the bands? The bands came first. That surprises me because I think of um, early man able to easily stand up in rows and move about on feet in a vertical forward fashion. Well, sure, but, but you're not thinking of early woman. Oh. And early woman was tooting her horn uh, long before she could figure out how to walk. That that really took women mm. a long time. It was a lot of coordination that was necessary. And I feel like that explains a lot of sort of the stereotypical male-female roles where yeah. you've got males that are able to stand up and move. Yes. And women who can only lie prone in a cave and play music. Have you seen the diorama at Houston Airport? I mean, it depicts it perfectly. Even down to the music, right? They jokingly call it the gruntophone because this was, of course, pre-language. What was the value from a sociological standpoint, you know, in the evolution of humankind, it really seems like having an entire half of the species unable to move and only to um, make music. Are the arts that valuable or is there more to it than that? Isn't that a great question, Dano? And it's been a question since the dawn of time. The arts are more valuable than the ability to walk, the ability to get from here wow. to there, because why would yeah. you want to get from here over to there if there's no music there. You know, yeah. if the music is here where you're already lying down, there's no need to get there. Mm, and when, yeah. when I say the music, I'm talking about not just the music of life and living and uh, interconnectedness, you know, be between the relationships between these beautiful human beings, the women especially and their children, um, yeah. of whom Very the females beautiful could... women. Such and, beautiful in the proto-human times, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, very hairy, but, but beautiful. What's more beautiful than hair? I mean, as our sponsor, Pantene, would say, nothing more beautiful than a hairy lady. And for our hairier listeners, we do have some coupons available from Pantene. Pantene's body hair shampoo. Well, it's the hair on the body. It's not the body itself. Right, right. Yeah, just to be clear, I don't want anyone, you know, cashing in our Pantene coupons under some sort of misapprehension. Any and all bodily hair. Yes. Bodily hair, that's the key thing. I'm just saying if you're a modern hairless human, that this Pantene product 
really is not meant for you, what you want is soap. That's exactly right. Soap is much better on skin than it is skin. on hair. So Pantene body shampoo was perfect for these proto-humans that we're discussing. Yeah. Was was Pantene available at the time? Um, not in its laurel sulfate form. We know a surprising lot about laurel sulfate when she was discovered by Dr. and Doctrix Leakey in the 1970s. We know she's three feet tall. Yes. Her body was covered with hair and Laurel. glorious, glorious. Now, the hair has not lasted down through the fossilized record. But um, as a marching band expert, how do we know that her body was covered with this wonderful, healthy, shining, glimmering hair? Well, we know that from the packets of Pantene that were found alongside her. Got it. I yeah. mean, why else would she have needed to use Pantene if she didn't have glorious, long body locks? Now, did she have... Um, a head of hair, too? Did she have other Pantene products? They did not have hair on their head oh. in the early days. It wasn't necessary. That, right, right. Especially for the women, or only for the women, because... They carried their babies there. The, they were head carriers. That, head as carriers. a group, we call them the head carriers. Because, of course, uh, they couldn't walk. They rolled. Yeah. And they, where are they going to carry their babies when they can't walk? So why not put one precariously atop your shiny pate? Which is also how music became born. So those falling babies must have been the very first drum sounds That's that right. any human-like creature ever heard. That's Can you right. imagine the magic of, of hearing those sounds and then putting the pieces together to keep dropping the babies in a rhythmic pulse? You know, that's where the word percussive comes from. There was a lot of cussing. Yeah, probably a lot of concussions at the very least. Concussions, uh, cussing, and from that became the percussive sound of safely dropped babies mm -hmm. on their head was one sound, on their butt was another sound, on yeah. their side. You know, you could get a straight up knock sound, a, a baby on a rock. You could get mm -hmm. a soft, squishy... If they drop them into like a mud bog. I think even today, Claire, millennia later, that a modern audience in a stadium when that marching band comes out and they, the, the band knows, you know, they're trained, even as young students, they know about the safely dropping baby. But I think a modern audience can, there's an instinctual understanding of that sound that harkens back to our, our own primordial past that well, we all yeah. share. It is primal, and I, I did I mean the, primal? I said primordial. Oh well, you're thinking about the primordial sound, which is a goopier, glugging mm. sort of uh, deep, which is where we get the um, the trombone from. See, I, yeah. I just love having an expert like this who can really connect the present to the past. And when I say past, wow, do I mean the past? <laughs> but let's move into the present, Claire. Sure, sure. Did you bring me any presents? Yes, I, I brought you this. Oh, isn't this nice? Yeah. For our listeners at home, Claire has handed me a very large, attractively wrapped package about the size of a kettle drum. I don't know. Let's just, <laughs> it is traditional for the guest to bring a gift to the host. Let's just open it up. Right. And, oh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, Claire, I am spaking my Zarathustra right here, right now. <laughs> oh, Thank it's, you. It's, it's very satisfying to see sort of the primal response that even you have in yes. being faced. It, I was going to call it childlike delight, but you're right. This is probably what the hairy cave woman of yesteryear would have felt opening up a gift box of kettle drums. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so, and of course, the kettle, it's a woman's job to keep the kettle on, you know, for when the man comes home from yeah. the hunt. To our modern ear, Claire, that does sound yeah. really old-fashioned, really sexist, if I may. Do you encounter any backlash when you explain these really, frankly, sexist origins of so many of the marching band elements? I mean, I... Every now and then, I get I get a little backlash, but I turn that into whip lash, and I turn that into whip smart. Turn around, put it down, push it up. Come on, let's march! And pretty soon, drop those babies safely. I mean, there is just nothing more thrilling. Yeah, I hear it. We've taken a long look into the past, but let's take yeah. a long look yeah. into the future. Oh, yeah. I see us marching musically into the, into a future where men can't move. Oh. And women are the ones that are running out front, tooting, blowing, percussing. You know, um, I think my brother-in-law may have evolved to that point of not being able to move already. Really? <gasps> now that's exciting. He got himself a Lazy Boy recliner about 15 years ago. Right, right, right. And honestly, I haven't seen him move since. It's happening. It's happening. I never really thought of that as a evolution. I, you know, I, I thought it was just a, a way to collect unemployment checks. No, it's it's the determined future. It's just where we're headed, and I'm excited to celebrate it. I'm excited to sing along with this movement, Dano. I absolutely agree, and your latest incarnation of the marching band really brings those two realms, the past, the way past, and the way future together. It is stirring up a little bit of controversy at the local junior high where you're leading the band. You have created a marching band of all women who can only lie still in the middle of the field at a football halftime game. Right. The music, I have to say, is beautiful, but the Thank spectacle you. just feels like a disgrace, Claire. Parents are questioning the, the investment in uniforms, the investment in instruments, the time spent in so-called training when the end result is girls lying on a field of grass. Dano, I am so glad you've given me a platform to say this right now, because the problem with these small-minded, short-thinking people is that I am bringing us to the past to take us to the future. If they would stay till the end of the game, mm -hmm. what happens is they switch places with the boys. Oh, what, you know, and what are the boys doing? Well, the boys lie on the, the grass and the women march and play. So it is equal opportunity. So the boys come and lie on the grass and play their music? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Which is, again, where I see us going. So you've really focused on the band and less on the marching. You know, and I think every band leader has to make a choice like that. All I'm you, saying is if you it, can't it feels serve very... two masters, Dano. You cannot right. serve two masters. One is going to suffer. All I'm saying, it, it feels very dangerous to me to have all those young teens lying on the field when the football team comes out. It's a learning curve for me because obviously there were not um, football teams thundering into the caves of yore. We have had some facial situations. Point taken. And I, I guess in the good old days, those facials would have been covered up with um, body hair. So, you yeah. know, who yeah. are we to blame? But evolution itself, perhaps. Well, folks, it has been a rare and unusual treat to talk with uh, perhaps a crazy woman, Claire Sarah, on the topic of her expertise, marching bands. I'm going to ask Claire to sing us out with one of her famous baby dropping marches. And thank you, listeners. The Expertise, spelled wrong, podcast is free. And like the Amish, all are welcome. 
Be sure to sign up for our email announcements at funnypodcast.co and follow us in your favourite podcast app, like the expert podcast listener we know you are.